brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to the NFL Talking Heads Fantasy Football Podcast Show. Here are your hosts, Jeff Carrier and Seth Lowell. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the NFL Talking Heads Fantasy Football Podcast Show. I am your host, Jeff Carrier. He is Seth Lull, and we're here to talk about the fantasy football playoffs. Finals, week 16, the finals for most people. If you're in a finals in week 17, I don't know what to tell you. Apparently, we haven't helped you out enough. You need to go to the league commissioner and make changes. Um NFL Talking Heads brought to you by the Lineups Podcast Network, of course. Make sure you check them out. Check us out online at NFL Talking Heads. Been getting some great questions from the Talking Heads Nation this week. We'll um, mention, um, bring up one of those, Seth. But I want to, here we go, opening question, bringing the heat to you. We absolutely nailed last week's opening question, which was, which player's been doing really good that you're worried about? We both we both agreed on it. I don't know who brought it up first, but it was Derek Henry was a big one. This week is the more important one. It is the what person is going to win your championship for you. Who is that person that you have to make sure is in your lineup? I don't care if it's as chalk as humanly possible. If you want to give me two, if one's super chalky, um, who is that person that's going to win the championship? It's going to be Lamar Jackson. It is the, the Baltimore-Cleveland matchup is the third highest over-under total, according to Vegas. And there's only one reason for that, and that's Lamar Jackson. Um, They just got torched by Arizona last week. Kenyon Drake had four touchdowns. Baltimore is going to go in there. And Lamar Jackson is going to do what he's done all year. And I think this is going to be another monster Lamar Jackson. It's not a – it's not – you know, it's obviously not a – I'm not going out on the limb here by any means – but I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a monster game. You know, 200-plus passing yards, probably over 100 yards rushing, probably at least two or three total touchdowns. Um, so I'm going Lamar Jackson. Yep. Well, I mean, I obviously, you know, there's probably so many shares of Lamar Jackson in the finals that really obviously makes a lot of sense. Number one score in fantasy um, wasn't even remotely close to a top – you know, six round pick. So plenty of good people usually around him. He's going to be on, um, you know, probably the most percentage of championship teams this year. Anyone else come to mind um, of note? I, I really love the Houston players. I think that the Houston Tampa Bay, so it's the number one um, projected to be the number one highest scoring game, according to Vegas, 
the over-under total um, at, I think, 53. So it's the number one high-scoring game. And it's, it's Tampa Bay. They're involved in high-scoring games every single week. Jameis Winston is going to air it out. Um, so they're going to put up points, force Houston to throw, and they also have a bad defense. So I think Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller um, are, are all going to be monster plays this week. Um, I think those three players in particular, and I think Jameis Winston, if you have Jameis Winston, you know, let's stay in that game. Jameis Winston's going to be great. Brashard Perriman, who if somebody picked him off the waivers, which I did in, in one of my – that happened to be playing you in. Slides in as probably a like high-end wide receiver too. Right. So, yeah, this uh, and I don't know if it's more so this year or not, because, I mean, my memory is not like that perfect. But, I mean, the amount of waiver pickups that's sliding into rosters this week is absolutely out of control. And and that's why we wanted to um, do the episode a little bit later in the week so we can talk about some of these start sits. um, How do we feel about a certain player? How's the matchup? I mean, there's just so many of these people. Between Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Bashar Pamron that you just mentioned, we've got DeAndre Washington to talk about because Josh Jacobs is out. Um, you know, uh, potentially Mike Boone. Let's walk. You know, let's walk through some of those quickly. Some of those hot topic ones. You just mentioned Bashar Pamron. You, you have to slide him in, right? He's just a. You've got no choice. I don't know if there's any. Com- you know alternate person you want to kind of compare to the level of start sit he's at um how about Brashard Perriman AJ Brown how about that one for for starters I, I'd go I'd go Brashard Perriman so th- those are the top two matchups you know the, the Tennessee New Orleans game and the Houston Tampa game according to Vegas those those are going to be the two highest scoring games the although they're the only two with over-unders above 50 so I, I like both of them I think you have to go Brashard Perriman just because of the sheer volume um, he started coming on even before Mike Evans got injured. Mike Evans left with a hamstring injury, and then Chris Godwin left, and it's basically just him um, and not much else. And then they don't throw to their running backs a lot. Their t- their, the usage with the tight ends is inconsistent, and it's a great matchup against a Houston secondary you can throw on. It's going to be a high-scoring game. So I would go with Rashard Perriman. I, don't think it's, I think it's like close enough, but I, I think it's clear-cut. You're going Perriman over A.J. Brown. Okay, I guess you also have to worry about the Marshawn Lattimore potential matchup. It's interesting that the New Orleans-Tennessee matchup is the third highest scoring in over 50, as you just mentioned. And it's not that I don't think Tennessee can put up points, but let's face it, if they are, it's going to be... A.J. Brown's going to have to be involved, right? Like, I would have to think if Tannehill is going to do good, which I think he has a great shot at doing well. He's just played so well over the past, what, two months? I mean, can we do a little little replay, a little replay back, Seth, to my players to trade for trade deadline special when I announce Ryan Tannehill on that list? I mean, I, I wish I took a little extra time and cut cut that back, but... If everyone just believes me and takes my word for it, Ryan Tannehill was on my trade for list. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely you definitely hit that hit the nail on the head there. Um, so I think I think that you know definitely has a, most likely a potential to be a high scoring game. Now let's get to Miles Sanders. Where does he rank on this list? Assuming Jordan Howard, well, let's talk about if Jordan Howard is in or out, and I'll try and get an, a live update here on what his status looks like. 
Well, you're talking about Miles Sanders, right? Miles I mean, Sanders, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, well, you're playing him. I mean, especially if Jordan Howard's not playing again. We'll just operate under the assumption that there's no there's no Jordan Howard. Big game against Dallas. Um, I, I think he's a, he's a must start. Um, let me let me throw one out to you. How about this? Let me let me flip this on you, <laughs> okay. Miles. We just talked about the we just talked about the New Orleans game. One of the more disappoint, disappointing players in fantasy, Alvin Kamara. If you can only start one of them, let's say your your number one running back is an absolute stud that you're definitely starting, and it's the second running back is either between Kamara or Sanders. Who are you starting? Kamara. I agree. Now let's go. Let me quickly pull up what Sanders has done the last few weeks. Um, I just want to get a, a, a quick snapshot. Some of these players, you know, you, you know what he's done. Yeah, so he's, 36, he's, he's, 10, 21, 11. Uh, I'm going Kamara. Um, it, it would seem to me that a normal weak upside downside is, you know, 10 to max 20. Um, yeah. barring some kind of weird play. I mean, he had six carries against Washington. Can we be uh, – never mind. That's – that's uh, sorry. Catches. Yeah, reset, reset. That's catches. <laughs> I, I, I still – I think it's very close. I think the only thing advantage with Miles Sanders is he's going to get a little more carries. He's going to you know, he's going to get more carries. He's going to get more touches on the ground. <clears throat> Alvin Kamara still has the upside. Um, right now, you'd have to think with, with how depleted the Philly offense is, Miles Sanders is a much better bet to get in the end zone. Than Alvin Kamara. I mean, that's been the biggest thing with Alvin Kamara is he hasn't he hasn't scored really any yeah. touchdowns this year. So I, I think if I have Alvin Kamara on my team, I'm riding and dying with Alvin Kamara because his floor. I mean, he's he's been disappointing for his standards, but he's still going to get you 10 to 15 points on an average day. That's his floor, and he's always has the upside if it's if they get in one of those game flow situations where he's getting nine catches as well. Uh, Latavius Murray has has been has kind of stepped in and filled the Mark Ingram role, um, which is. Really annoying if you're a Alvin Kamara owner. Um, it doesn't seem like they use Alvin Kamara nearly as much as they should on the ground. So, but all this being said, I'm going with I'm just going with Kamara. And it's um, a Sunday. It's a Sunday one o'clock game, so you don't have much flexibility when it comes to that in terms of seeing what your matchup looks like. So, what I would say at that point is 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 take the points and you know get your hopefully 15 or close to 15. And you know, force your opponent to do some more upside plays. Now let's compare him to someone else, Miles Sanders, though, because that one I think is a tough one. I think most people will lean Kamara, but you could get, you know, you, you could get a little frisky on that. What are some other good examples that you might you be? Miles, if you were to go Miles Sanders over Kamara, I don't think that's stupid either. I think it's all right. Keep going. Well, uh, so what's another good? Um, flex play because that's where a lot of these potential questions are going to come from. So you know, Miles Sanders versus AJ Brown. How about that one? Um, I th- I think I'm going to go Miles Sanders just because I the the guarantee touches. He's just much safer, and he just demonstrated he's clearly got upside too. I mean, he's he's catching four to four to six balls a game, so he's involved in the passing game. He's getting over ten carries a game. Um. I, I like Miles Sanders. I would go with I would go with him over AJ Brown. Plus, there's the Marshawn Lattimore thing, and yeah, I'm going Miles Sanders. All right, got a couple more for you here, cause just because Miles Sanders is going to be a hot one. Um, he, you know, if he was on your lineup last week, you most likely won with that big spot um, that deep in your flex uh, roster. Miles Sanders or Christian Kirk? Miles Sanders. 
Miles Sanders or Le'Veon Bell? Um, Le'Veon Bell playing Pittsburgh, projected yeah, for 14.9. I'm going Miles Sanders just because of the matchup. Just because, and the, yeah. Okay. Yep. And last one off the top of my head, uh, Miles Sanders or Marlon Mack? Anybody over Marlon Mack. That's, yeah. that's an easy one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, well, here, and here, okay. Now, I thought I had one, but this was not, this was not a great one. Um, a couple other, like, Mar- I'm definitely going Miles Sanders over Carl's Hyde. Some people might see the matchup against Tampa. Carl's Hyde coming off pretty big game over 100 yards and touchdown. Um, going him, I'm going with him over Carl's Hyde. Um, you know, I'm going with him over like Devonta Freeman. Um, you know, How about DeAndre through- Washington? Uh, I'm going. Oh, I'm going Miles Sanders. I mean, okay. yeah, that, that's not even close. Yeah, I guess not. Um, my, 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 Washington is going to have a similar workload to Miles Sanders. I I, I yeah. want to say to everyone, let's, let's get to DeAndre Washington because I think he's got a sneaky decent play in terms of like, okay, I, I, I think the 13 points in a PPR is very achievable. You know, does he get that touchdown to put him into the 1920 mark is, is the main question. But I think that's like the kind of the question with Miles Sanders and a lot of these people. DeAndre Washington, they actually throw the ball to him. So that's a big difference between him and Josh Jacobs. He had six catches last week alone. Um, sorry. He had six catches two weeks ago when he was a starter when Josh Jacobs was out. So he should be in play for four to six catches. He'll get double-digit carries. So he plays a very similar-esque role to what Miles Sanders is going to be looking like when it comes to touches, and even Alvin Kamara for that instance. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're in week 16 now, champion. And to go with the guy who's, who's a little bit more proven, and we've seen Miles Sanders have... I think two or three really good weeks since he's been the guy. So I'm going with Miles Sanders. Um, DeAndre Washington is a fine play, though. I got another. I got a good one for you, though. Kenyon okay. Drake or Miles Sanders? And this is a really tough one because Kenyon Drake is coming off a massive four touchdown performance playing Seattle, so it's a solid, solid matchup for him. But if you look at the the, the four previous games before that uh, Cleveland matchup where he had four touchdowns. He had 14 points or less in every single game, uh, no touchdowns. Um, so I think um, we think we we'll see what you say first. But Kenyon Drake or Miles Sanders? Kenyon Drake. I don't even think it's relatively. Man, I don't want to say it's not even relatively close, but I I would lean towards Kenyon Drake because. One is out of those out of those matchups that you just d- described, fourteen points in the previous four straight matchups. One was Tampa Bay, who we know has a really uh, decent rush defense, and teams don't even bother uh, running against them. San Francisco, Pittsburgh, um, and one is the Rams, who you can run on, or sometimes they show up. That's actually actually the Rams matchup. After the Rams got completely obliterated by Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, and they came in and stomped Arizona, so those were tough, four tough matchups. Seattle is a winnable matchup. I'm leaning towards Drake on that one. I think that's a really good one, though. But I mean, in most scenarios, you'd be starting both. But if you're in a shallower league and only start one, I think I'd go with Drake. Um, I think he's he can. This is, Course. They don't even use David Johnson anymore or Chase Edmonds. Um, so yeah, I'd go Kenyon. That's I mean that's super close though. I, it could go either. 
Sanders is projected for more points than Kenyon Drake. Um, but Boston Scott is, is a fat balls again last game. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Um, I'd be happy with that. i go drink. Um, so let's move on to Mike Boone. That's a big one. Um, and we can kind of, you know, shoot some other questions back on DeAndre Washington, Miles Sanders, et cetera, that we're going to kind of keep doing here. But it's really tough. We're trying to wait as long as we can. Alexander Madison didn't play a practice the, uh, today, it seems like, on Thursday. It's looking like maybe Mike Boone is playing. So let's just assume that he is the only starter. Um you know, outside of Amir Abdullah. Let's just assume that Madison is not playing because otherwise you're not starting Boone. You're starting Madison. Madison is a must-start. That's a no-brainer. Where does Mike Boone fall on this list? Well, I think he's below Miles Sanders and Kenyon Drake. I I would put him above Marlon Mack. I'd put him above, like, like the Carl's Hides of the world. I would put him... I mean, maybe throw throw out some names to me. I, I think I would put what? him I'd put him above, like, the Tampa Bay running backs... Um, yeah, would you yeah, say that, against Kenyon Drake below him, right? Below him, I put yeah. him, I put him above somebody like a Devin Singletary in a really tough matchup. Um, I, I just think well, that's, that, a good, that's a good one. Let's talk about that one. Um, okay. Not because I have to make that decision or anything, but I, <laughs> I'm actually going to go with Devin Singletary. I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, reason being that one is the. I don't want to say the offense is better. I I want to say I'm I'm almost like I feel like the the touches are more guaranteed. I don't really know if like for some reason Amendola is going to be involved in the offense. Amir Abdullah, you mean? Oh my god, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. And <laughs> and uh, also Mike Boone had zero catches last week. So is he the type of person to catch passes? You know, could have just been because they were ahead. They didn't need to pass their backs. Really tough calls here. Obviously, Amir Abdullah is more suited to be the pass catcher. Devin Singletary is going to be the pass catcher in Buffalo with, again, not a ton, so it's it's a close call. I'm leaning towards Singletary. He's the better running back. I don't want to lose my league to Mike Boone. That's true. That's very true. And he plays on Monday, and you never know. I mean, I, if all the other running backs, I mean, if uh, Madison is definitely going to be out and Cook is definitely out, that's one thing. But – I think there's a, a really good case can be made for Singletary because he is the better running back. You, you know what you're going to expect. And his floor is very solid. Like, what's the worst? That, and Mixon just gashed the Patriots last week. What's the worst that's going to happen? Singletary gives you 10 points. Um, Mike Boone did have two touchdowns last week and still scored under 20 fantasy points. 
which always worries me. Um, I think the biggest thing with that is, like you touched on, is Amir Abdullah. We, you never know these teams when they enter the game as the starters. One thing when you when you when the running back goes down midway through the game, the starter, and then they bring in the backup and he has a really good game. He's going to enter the game as the, the quote unquote starter, but you have Amir Abdullah there. They might ride the hot hand. Who knows what'll happen? So it's really risky um, putting Mike Boone in your in your starting lineup for sure. Yeah, honestly, I would tell me where you would rank Mike Boone in terms of start sits of the week. I kind of put him around the Patrick Laird, and I don't know if you're kind of surprised of how maybe potentially low that is, but Laird's playing Cincinnati. He's going to catch more passes. I see them both as 15 for 50 running backs, like 15 carries, 50 yards, right? So you're going to get about five points rushing, most likely. Um, I mean, I could see something a little bit better with Boone for sure. And then Patrick Lear is going to catch a handful of passes. Yeah. Uh, so, he's, he's definitely way above Patrick Laird. Oh, is he? I don't want to say way above, but I, I put him above Laird um, because just Laird's so touchdown dependent, and that offense doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, at least as of late. So, and he's splitting time with Miles Gaskin. Uh, Laird is. So I think you you clearly go Boone. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I put Boone. I, I put him All above, right, so, so above Scott as well. Dude, dude, stop talking about Boston Scott. The guy does. I, you know, I love Boston Scott. No, back to back solid games. Thirteen fantasy points last week. Caught seven balls. It, you see the who they have to throw to. They don't have anybody to throw to. Boston Scott is. Yeah, it's, it's getting real desperate out there. And in, in, um, this is back to back games with six or more catches for Boston Scott. Yeah, I'm not so. relying on that because one weird game script of them being ahead completely evaporates that. So he's not sorry about Boston Scott in my eyes. Um, okay. Let's get back to Mike Boone, though. So you said above Patrick Laird. I want to know what your threshold is, you know, above Patrick Laird in terms of where Mike Boone falls in your category. So just looking at running backs, I guess, we'll just... Yeah, and we're starting, and this is probably... This should give you the indication of where we feel Marlon Mack. We're starting Mike Boone over Marlon Mack. Correct. Yeah, starting. We're starting over Marlon Mack. I mean, let me let me look at some. This is assuming that Madison is out again. Let's just clarify that with everyone. Madison has been, you know, officially ruled out. Whenever that, if that does happen. Okay. Let me let me look at the. I'll, let me look at the the ten to fourteen points projected. So the the running backs that are projected between ten and fourteen points. That kind of gives you. They're they're in the same kind of category. Well, well, let me throw out another one then while you're you know doing your research okay. here. Um, Le'Veon Bell or Mike Boone? So Le'Veon Bell playing his former team. Do they give? I mean, do they give him a little? Does he have a little bit extra motivation? Do they give him a little more? I'd probably go. Man, I'd probably just go. I'd probably go Le'Veon Bell for the same reason you said you'd go with Devin Singletary. Le'Veon yep. Bell's the better running back, and he's more established. He's going to get more guaranteed touches. He should um, be able to at the minimum. Even last week playing Baltimore, he squeezed out ten points. I don't know how he doesn't squeeze out ten points against Pittsburgh. If not, he should hopefully be closer to fifteen. And again, just like the Kamara statement is like, okay, just go ahead and give me those points because the last thing I want is to get Mike Boone to give me 1.9 on Monday night a la Marlon Mack because he ran for 25 yards. All right, so a few players. I, I'm putting I'm putting him above Dave Montgomery, and you might say that's obvious, but Montgomery's playing the Chiefs. You okay. run on the Chiefs. Um, good matchup. I'm putting him over Montgomery. Probably putting him over, I mean, here's a good one, Kareem Hunt or Mike Boone. I'm going Kareem Hunt. 
because that is the that is the exact type of running back that you need against Baltimore. It's oh, the one see, that's. I'm, I'm going Mike Boone. I think I, I just. I mean, Cream Hunt has been rock solid ever since you know week ten when he you know, his first game ten points or more double digits every single week, but he hasn't topped twenty points. He's got zero upside. He's getting under ten. He hasn't had ten carries or more in any game. Yeah, um, I know, but had, I, 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 we're I know, he's, but he's touched on it. I mean, obviously, obviously these aren't perfect. These aren't perfect running backs to be putting in your lineup, but I think it's close. I would if if um. Madison's out and Dalvin Cook is out. I think I'm rolling the dice. With- I mean, I think it was last week that I said I was really petrified of Le'Veon Bell, and you know he got the 9.8 points or whatever it was, and it's like, okay, wow, you you feel fortunate almost that he got that. And I realize that Kareem Hunt's playing Baltimore, but it's it's Mike Boone, you know. And while we talk here, I can't believe we talked this much about Mike Boone. This is insane, but yeah. This is- uh, <laughs> But let me go ahead to a uh, quick plug for lineups.com slash NFL slash uh, snap counts. And let me let me see what happened here with Mike Boone's snap counts. I'm just kind of curious. We'll, we'll pull this data live. I'm just – what I'm afraid of with Mike Boone is he can't catch. So he's uber game script dependent and uber touchdown dependent, you know, and – I just uh, I'm I'm scared of getting like five six seven points when Kareem Hunt can almost guarantee to get me like say fourteen because he's going to catch seven balls. Yeah, these are very valid um, <laughs> concerns. So I think it's close. I would probably lean towards Mike Boone, but I'll, one last one, and this isn't even to, to prolong the Mike Boone discussion, but just in general, this, I feel about James White this week. I'm going James White hands down over Mike Boone. Um, that might sound obvious. I don't know. He always kills Buffalo. He had a monster game last week against Buffalo. I think it was the one at home. He had eight catches, I believe, in the first matchup uh, James White did. So he kills Buffalo, um, and he's projected for 13.5, projected for less points than Mike Boone. Um, but I'm going with uh, James White against Buffalo. you agree? What did James White do last week? Can you give me a quick uh, recap? Three carries, 13 yards, three catches for 49 yards, and a touchdown. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, Buffalo's that kind of team where you kind of like Baltimore and the Cream Hunt. You think that you kind of, you're not going to run it. You need to get your running backs out on the on the edges. But this I is an, this think is an important I game for New England. This is an important game for New England. They don't have any playmakers outside of Julian Edelman and James White. They need to use their playmakers. I mean, is it is it really is that too simplistic? Too simplistic a way to look at. It? I, I think that James White's gonna have a big game. Yeah, I, I think it's super tough. I, I don't think I I don't think I'd start him. I mean, the guy just had three catches and he had six total touches. I mean, Mike Boone's gonna get that in the first quarter. I'm um, I'm going Mike Boone. All right. Um. There's the, the 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 downside of James White is far more realistic of meeting meeting uh, Mike Boone's downside, right? Um, and the last month plus has been important to New England. That hasn't seemed to change how well their offense has played. So um, let's also talk about this with Mike Boone, um, which is probably not great. CJ Ham had nine more uh, snaps. Is it is All that right. their fullback? 
Yes, and we're, we're getting into the the CJ okay. Ham conversation. On the list. No, 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 no. But I was gonna say, if anything, this is a negative. Like, I don't think CJ Ham got this, carried. This just he? entered a really dark place. All right, he's just there. He's just there. Um, fullback. So that's why he had more snaps. He was a fullback for Delvin Cook before going down. Then the fullback for Mike Boone. Could you talk about two slower people? One guy blocking, then one guy running. <laughs> CJ Ham blocking from Mike. I'll tell you, you know, what I was looking at running backs that are, pro- they're in this, you know, window with the 10 to 15 range in terms of projections, which is, you know, a lot of running backs. But one guy who, you know, you talk about the running backs like Derrick Henry last week, we hit the nail on the head that we, he was going to burn fantasy owners and he did. And I don't feel good about him this week. Um, he's a running back that is kind of peaked a little too early. Let's talk about a running back that's peaking at the right time after a really slow start to the season in Todd Gurley. Four of the last five games with 18 or more fantasy points. The Ram- it's almost like the Rams just like really decided that it might be better to give their best player the football a little bit more. Yeah. You know, so even though he only had 11 carries last week, he didn't play the first matchup against San Fran. Um, but I-, I like Todd Gurley. A I think lot so too because, because he's a hands down starter. Uh, hands down starter, uh, getting way more usage. You can definitely be a little afraid of the running, but here's a nice part: it's that you know they're utilizing him more in general. Like he, the Tar Gurley of old was, you know, game script proof because if he had to go out and catch the ball, he would. He catches a passing touchdown last week, so. These, these, you know, the the evolution of their tight end, who which came out of nowhere, and using Todd Gurley a bit more has really hurt Cooper Cup. Um, has absolutely destroyed Brandon Cook's value, and restored a little bit more into, you know, Todd Gurley and of course their tight ends, which are a, a, Tyler Higby is a must start. But I agree, Todd Gurley is a absolute must start. It's not a great matchup, but you just got you got to roll with it, and you you, you know he's going to get all the touches that you would want out of your starting running back in the fantasy playoffs, and just hope for the best. It's it's going to be an interesting matchup because you have the Rams coming off a terrible loss, and I always like teams coming off those losses as you know a, a trend, you know, kind of a trendy, predictable bounce back, you know, game. Um, but then you also have fighting San for Fran, a playoff spot, right? They're still in the playoff hunt in the NFC. Yeah, they're still still in the playoff hunt, I believe. And you have San Fran though, also coming off a really bad loss. Just so last week was was loss. was their kind of it was kind of a trap game. They were coming off a huge win against the Saints and kind of looking ahead to a big in division showdown against the Rams. And you had Atlanta go in there. It shouldn't should have been a little bit more predictable. Maybe not the win, but that they played as good as they did. Um, we see these things happen all the time in the NFL, these, you know, quote unquote trap games. But so I think something's, I think it's going to be an interesting game. And yeah, bottom line is you're, you're going down swinging with your best players and Gurley's been hot. Yeah. When, when it's a player that good, you know, like I don't think you take him out in Kamara, but then when you, when you have some of these, if Josh Jacobs were to have played, you know, he would have been on this list, Le'Veon Bell, Marlon Mack people who have been struggling slash not producing these people you can easily fle- consider flexing out for some of these better bench um off the waiver flex plays uh, how about um let's keep moving along here how about Devonte freeman you know an interesting player who's probably hanging around on someone's roster 
kind of like a Le'Veon Bell? Do you play him? Do you not play him? Where does he rank when it comes to, say, Miles Sanders as an easy name to come up with? Uh, DeAndre Washington. Where do you put Devontae Freeman with those two and anyone else that might come to mind? So he's projected for 17 points. So if that's not one of the biggest over projections of the week, I don't know what is. Um I don't, I don't, I don't love him. You know, for this, and for the same reasons that we've been giving even before the season, like the same things I didn't like about him coming into the year, I still don't like about him. He's, he's a little bit more involved in the passing game this year than he was in maybe some previous years, but he doesn't give you a ton of upside. So he's had what 16 yards or less through the air um, when you look at his last four games. Um, he played the Carolina. Panthers rush defense who's been getting gashed by everybody had under 100 rushing yards um got in the end zone so he had 19 points he's just somebody that has zero upside which is the always been the problem with Freeman at least the last couple of years um his really only big game this week or this year came against Arizona in week six so he's he has no upside and he's had what one two three out of, out of his last five games that he's played in single digits so or three of his last six, sorry, in single digits. So his floor is a little bit scarier than Miles Sanders. He doesn't provide the upside that you would expect. And he's playing Jacksonville, which probably leads to his, you know, his projection being, you know, so inflated, which is very valid. Jacksonville is exactly the team you want your running back to be facing in week 16. But I'm still probably going Miles Sanders. DeAndre Washington is tough because I, I, I don't know. I think it's. Clo- I think that's a lot closer. I think I'm slightly going Miles Sanders over Devonta Freeman, um, but a lot of these other running backs that we talked about, like the, like the Mike Boons of the world, I'm probably going to roll with Devonta Freeman. But yeah, I think we're Devonta Freeman is still kind of living off his name, his name recognition that he built up several years back, and he hasn't been delivering since. So yeah, I I think that uh, I agree with you in terms of right where he slides in which was you you had him if i understood that correctly above mike boone below mike miles sanders and right there on the fringe with deandre yeah. washington flipping a coin completely agree 100 percent uh he has he has one rushing town one rushing touchdown all season Devonte freeman that is he, you would have maybe expected a bigger uptick in pass catches when Muhammad Sanu was traded. That didn't happen. Then Calvin Ridley goes down with an injury. Um, you know, didn't seem to have a big increase there in pass catches, even though it was only, what, one game and they were playing San Francisco, but still only managed to catch two. They they literally, Atlanta are who they are when it comes to using these 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 running backs and it reminds me a lot of Philly. I know Miles Sanders has been against a little bit more production, but um, it's hard to really predict him having any sort of great success against Jacksonville. Again, he, he got his one touchdown two weeks ago against Carolina, um, but you know he's going to slide right there as a coin flip with DeAndre Washington. That's the level that he's at. Yeah, and if it was me personally, if I had both of them and I had to pick one, I'd go. I'd probably go Freeman just because we've only seen DeAndre Washington be the guy once this season. And he had a pretty modest day with 14 carries, 50, what, 53 yards, and a touchdown. The six catches was nice. And it's hard. It's, it, we haven't seen Jake up to that point, so we don't know if that's Mirage or if 
we can expect that on the regular if Jacobs is out. Um, we'll see with how they use just a little bit of that uncertainty. Because um, I imagine I think Washington has a little more upside than Freeman, but his floor is also scarier to me. So I think if I had to choose, I'd go Freeman. But they're they're right in that same same boat. Um, here's one that we haven't talked about yet, and I think we need to slide him into the conversation here and where he lands on the start sit category. Which is, um, you know, if you happen to escape with a victory last week with him on your team, that's Melvin Gordon, because he cost a lot of people um, a lot, <laughs> a lot last week. He had a double fumble. Playing Oakland, obviously a nice matchup, but you know, could they easily just pivot away from him? They, My favorite word, and you know, use mostly Austin Eckler, a little bit of Melvin Gordon, him just like manage a you know a pathetic ten points. It, this is – I'm glad you brought him up because he might be the hardest player. Like this, He's going to be the most difficult de- decision for whoever owns him this week. If you own Melvin Gordon on your team, g- guaranteed he's going to be your toughest decision. What do you do with him? Now, you might be in a situation where like maybe your your only other option is like Patrick Laird. You're going Melvin Gordon. But if you, if you are in a situation where you have one of these other running backs that we've, we've been talking about, maybe like a Devin Singletary um, or a Miles Sanders – um, or um, Washington, James White, someone like someone like that. Then it's it's open for debate. Could see it going either way. Last time he played Oakland, twenty two carries, one hundred eight yards, and a touchdown. Um, so the matchup is great. I, my 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 gut feeling, and like who knows? I don't I don't have any inside knowledge of this, but my gut feeling is they benched him last game, right? They took him out after those two fumbles. My gut feeling is he starts and he's fine. Like that's my gut feeling. But I don't. I wouldn't feel great about it if if I own Melvin Gordon. So I think you you have to start him. But if you have one of these other running backs, like we'll just keep using the same examples, like the Miles Sanders, um, Mike Boone's of the world. I think Devin Singletary and Miles Sanders. I would definitely consider Kenyon Drake as well, starting over Melvin Gordon. Okay, so you consider Devin Singletary, Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake. Okay, uh, I, I wouldn't do I, w- I wouldn't do Mike Boone, um, yep, and I agreed. I would start Melvin Gordon over over Devonta Freeman I think as well. I'm starting agreed. him over Marlon Mack. Agreed. Um, DeAndre Washington. Him, yeah, I'm starting him over Philip Lindsay, who's playing Detroit, and you know, so his he's projected by four for 14 points. So I think a lot of people look at the matchup, and you know, Philip Lindsay had a really good year last year. He's been pretty disappointing this year. I'm starting him over Philip Lindsay. Okay. Um, Mostert, I'm starting him over Mostert. All right, I think Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, 
more or less agree with that. I do think that I would lean towards agreeing with you as well that especially in the NFL, just like Chris Carson, they, they benched him that one game, came back probably more than, more than one time this season with his amount of fumbles, came back, they gave him the starting role, and you know they have to use him. So uh, they most yeah. likely will. Now let's go ahead. Uh, how about this person, Melvin Gordon or Adrian Peterson? Melvin Gordon. All right. And let me pull up a question here from the Talking Heads Nation private group message. Glad, <clears throat> really happy that everyone that who uh, participated in this, if you guys didn't this season, uh, we look forward to you joining us next year in a private group message all week, all year, hanging out with Seth and I in the group chat, asking us all kinds of crazy questions, hoping that we didn't <laughs> damage your teams too bad. The question is, from um, from Pato on the NF, uh, our group message, half PPR, Hollister, Woods, Perriman, or AP? It's a good one. Uh, oof. I mean, it's close between Robert Woods and Perriman. I would still go Perriman just because – and I really hope because I own Perriman in the league. I'm playing you for the championship. I hope it's not one of those too-good-to-be-true scenarios. He's coming off a monster week. Chris Godwin goes down with an injury. They play Houston. Great matchup. High-scoring game potentially. Um, almost seems too good to be true, but I'm I'm going with, with Perriman easily over Hollister. Um, it's close between him and Woods. I'd go Perriman. What was the who was the fourth guy? Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I mean uh, easily over Peterson. Yeah. Okay. So most likely Perriman, especially after last week, the amount that you know Tampa Bay can't run. Houston plays better run defense than pass defense. You know, I don't know if. Houston's going to just like overcommit to try and stop Perriman. It kind of sounds funny saying that. I, I, I don't really really see seeing that be the case. I don't really know how in a full point PPR he doesn't manage an easy 15 through the course of the game. And everyone who's playing him, of course, you know, will be just holding on for dear life, you know, hoping that he doesn't go for 30. And the, the good part to that is you, if you are playing him, you'll see it nice and early. You'll know if, Devin Singletary's, you know, hopefully, or Le'Veon Bell's, even Miles Sanders, like, you know, 12 to 15 points is going to be, okay, let me just go ahead and get this get this in here versus like, oh, oh God, Perriman just, you know, dropped a 30 bomb on me. I, I might need a Mike Boone two-touchdown day, which Mike Boone just did and still managed under 20 points. But, yeah, you'll at least get that information earlier. I'll tell you, another running back, probably, Melvin Gordon, in terms of running backs, I'm worried about this week is Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette is playing Atlanta. And if you look at what Atlanta's been doing against the running backs they've faced the past few weeks, they've been really tough to run against. For the, the last two running backs they faced, so you have look at Raheem Mostert, you look at Christian McCaffrey, both of them under 55 yards rushing. The week before, they played New Orleans, and Latavius Murray and Kamara combined for under 65 yards rushing so we're talking about three three games like a pretty big sample size now for atlanta where they're not their defense has been frisky overall it's been like a really compared to what they were early in the year much improved but especially against the run atlanta's been good um i'm worried about leonard fournette similar to how we were worried about derrick henry last week and also melvin gordon this week i think he's in the boat with melvin gordon 
Uh, I think Leonard Fournette is in for a rough week. Yeah, I would agree. Um, definitely someone that I'd be definitely concerned about. Um, you want to give a quick snapshot of where he falls in this this order, you know, uh, hasn't yeah, hit 20 I mean, points in uh, only one time in the last six weeks or so. Yeah, I, he's you, you have to start Leonard Fournette. You're just going to start. I mean, same 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 boat as you're in with with Alvin Kamara. Same boat that you're in with with Derrick Henry, obviously to a lesser extent because I think he'll be fine. But um, same thing with like Mark Ingram. I think my you know Leonard Fournette, Miles Sanders would be interesting. I, I think I would lean towards Miles Sanders, but it's tough. If I owned Leonard Fournette and he's been so good all year, you would hate to leave somebody like that on the bench. Like it would take some some balls to to leave him on the bench. So I think you have to start him. I just think he's, he's a player that I'm worried about. Um, just, just like I'm worried about Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, just like I'm, I'm kind of worried about Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones is another player that he's had back to back, pretty good games, but he's, his usage has been kind of pretty volatile. So um, I don't know. I, I, I would, I wouldn't put him, I, I put Leonard Fournette a little bit above, um, uh, Melvin Gordon only because with Melvin Gordon you have the whole do they do they play him as much as they normally do like Leonard Fournette should still see his normal amount of touches so that's the I I put him a little bit above Melvin Gordon in that sense just in terms of how I feel about him but in terms of the matchup I'm more worried about it than I am with Gordon okay and let's go ahead and move quickly on to QBs uh, we'll, we'll touch on this pretty quickly here there's a a slew of quarterbacks that we need to talk about with decent matchups that are um, almost all streamers in, in, in many ways. And then we'll wrap up with some defenses. And um, just as a quick note, Seth and I will probably have a couple, maybe a week off. Not too sure. Maybe be back next week. We want to do one episode looking forward to 2020 in terms of predictions we've been really thinking up some good ideas of things that we want to get on not just on paper but you know get recorded in terms of things that we really feel confident about heading into 2020 um so let's head over to quarterbacks start either Ryan Fitzpatrick against Cincinnati or Jameis Winston against Houston Jameis Winston. All right. He's, he's matchup-proof. I'm going Winston. All right. I'm just thought everyone died on his team, so let me just throw out a, a matchup. Um, I'm going to stick to this and kind of keep traveling these people down the leaderboard for you um, as you pick one or the other. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Daniel Jones? Fitzpatrick. I mean, Dan- Daniel Jones' downside is too scary. Like. The, right. the matchups, the matchups, fine. Um, he's just, I'm going Fitzpatrick. All right, all right. Let me, let me keep moving along here. All right, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Drew Locke? I think I think I'm leaning towards Fitzpatrick. I, I, very close, um, but I'm leaning towards Fitzpatrick. Okay. Um, do 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 do. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Ryan Tannehill? Tannehill. Okay. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jared Goff? Uh, Fitzpatrick. All right. So now I need to move on. I think everyone gets the idea where where that is. Um, here's a good one for you: Josh Allen or Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. 
then not even close. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, let, so it, most people are in one quarterback leagues. So let's talk about some stud, you know, quote unquote stud quarterbacks that people might consider replacing for an, a streaming option. So obviously, if you have Lamar Jackson, you're starting him. Russell Wilson, you're starting him. Uh, Deshaun Watson, you're starting him. And then, you know, I think Dak, you're definitely starting him. Winston, Matt Ryan is Jackson. You're starting all those guys. Uh, let's talk about a couple. Well, I think that we I'm, can I'm probably pick about. out our top twelve. I mean, you're you're almost there. Why don't we just do our top twelve right now live? I mean, that would be fun. So you've got Ryan Breeze, Russell Wilson, uh, Lamar Jackson, Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, um, Deshaun Watson. So we'll, we'll create a top 12. So if you're in a single quarterback league, you just got to go off of this list. Yeah, but I, one quarterback that I am I, I'm not worried about to the point where I think you can bench him, but how sure are we that Drew Brees is going to come through for fantasy owners this week? You have to start him. It's just, it's, you, you have to start him, but, but okay. I, think it, I think it's important to keep in mind he's only played two road games this year against teams that were not named Tampa Bay. And in both those road games, well, one against the Rams, one against Atlanta – he had under 200 yards passing, 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 only one touchdown total. He's historically bad on the road. This is supposed to be a high-scoring game, but all I'm saying is you have Drew Brees and Ryan Tannehill. I'm, I, I might start Ryan Tannehill, and I'm definitely starting Winston over Brees. You know, I'm definitely starting Matt Ryan over Brees. Is, is this crazy to you? Is this crazy talk? <laughs> I'm not starting Matt Ryan. What did Matt Ryan do last? He doesn't do much. He just the team plays good, right? I mean, I'm not starting Matt Ryan over him. I'm not doing that. I don't think I'm even starting Winston. He's just lost too many of his weapons. Yeah, uh, Matt, Matt Ryan crushes bad. Let's look at some of the what he's done against some of these bad teams. Against Houston, Arizona, over 330 yards, three touchdowns or more. Indy, three touchdown passes. Um, you know, Carolina just a couple weeks ago, over 300 yards, two touchdowns. Um, even San Fran, he had two, three straight, you know, three straight games with two touchdowns. He's he's much more steady. I, I'm I'm not, again, I'm not saying you bench Breeze, but I'm worried. I'm putting. Well, what Breeze are you saying then? I mean, are we saying that or not saying? I'm, that? I'm saying if you're in, if you're in a one quarterback league, I don't think it's a shoe in that you're just going to start Drew Breeze. I, I don't think it's crazy to think about starting Jameis Winston over Breeze. I would start Jameis Winston over Breeze, and I'm not going to say that's not even close because Breeze is Breeze is Breeze. But I think Winston is head and shoulders above Breeze this week, just in terms of this week starting. I mean, what did uh, Brissett do against Tennessee? As an example of, does it really matter? Did, did he have a couple bad road games? Who were the bad road games that Breeze had? Brissett did Brissett had over thirteen, or, over thirteen, over three hundred passing yards against uh, Tennessee, but he threw two interceptions, only one touchdown. Okay, um, so you can throw on Tennessee. Drew Brees will cut out the interceptions, and they obviously can't run in touchdowns anymore in New Orleans. So, I'm just hey, it's it's okay to disagree on this. I I'm saying I'd rather go Winston. I'm not saying we would I'd drop Brees out of the top ten, but I I would go Winston. I'm, I'm sorry, this Brees could be a sneaky bad spot for Winston. So I'm not doing I, it. Um, do a side wager? Are we doing a side wager on this? Winston or Drew Brees regular fantasy points? Fantasy points? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess. 
<laughs> okay, we'll, we'll we'll take this off the air. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll figure something out. All right, let's let's uh, finish the list here because most people aren't going to be probably you know dealing with this in a one quarterback league. I can't imagine if you are, then you know consider yourself in a good situation. Uh, but Ryan Breeze, Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Winston, Tannehill, Watson, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Still need five more. You got Rogers. I mean, I, I think he's. I don't love the spot for Rodgers, but I think you're probably starting Rodgers. Rodgers. Um, does Kyle he's, he's Murray got, crack yeah. the list? Does Ryan Fitzpatrick I, crack the Carson list? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is definitely in there. I would start Carson Wentz over right. over Wentz. Cousins. What about Dak? Uh, absolutely, Dak. Dak. All right. And what? What are you thinking with Philip Rivers against more. Oakland? No, no, I'm not starting Philip Rivers. <laughs> just... I'm not um, starting Derek Carr. Uh, I'm not starting Haskins or Baker or anyone in that Brissett Carolina game. Or I, I, I think I think this I think you could put Drew Locke in there. I, I think this is where Josh Allen comes in. No, Josh Allen or Drew Locke. I, I think I'll go Drew Locke. I really do. I'm just New England's defense is so good, and I. I Maybe it depends a little bit on the scoring settings. Is it four points for a passing touchdown? If it is, then maybe I like Josh Allen a little bit more. I'll put but, in Drew Lock for you. I'll put in Drew Lock. We'll just let I mean, this be yours, so we can burn you at the stake after this. Let, let's not pretend like he didn't throw for under 200 yards and throw three picks against New England at home. He's going into Foxborough, Gillette Stadium. I, how can you possibly right. like the spot for Josh Allen? Yeah, true, true, true. All right, Drew Locke. Who's going to be the last person? Drew Locke has made the top 12 going into Fantasy uh, Weekend. Who would have thunk? I, I think so. I'm going to throw out a couple crazy a couple crazy names for we you. We don't here. have – well, hold on. Let me just say some people that we don't have yet. We don't have Sam Donald. We don't have Jared Goff. We don't have Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Uh, and we don't have Fitzpatrick or Kyler Murray. Oh, we don't have Pat Mahomes, by the way. So – I guess that solves that because you're not sitting him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm guessing you start Drew Locke over Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And yep, Sam Donald. Yep. Okay. So Drew Locke cracks the top 12. Our top 12 quarterbacks is Ryan Breeze, Wilson, Jackson, Winston, Tannehill, Watson, Rogers, Wentz, Dak, Locke, and Mahomes. That means also Kirk Cousins didn't make the list. You starting Drew Locke over Kirk Cousins? Man, I... <laughs> luckily, you know, luckily I'm not I'm not in a position to actually make that call in real life. Um, that's close because Drew Locke. I mean, we're literally just going off this matchup and saying, "Wow, he's playing Detroit." I would imagine he had a tough game in the snow. In a ma- which in, is tough. In Detroit I'm, I'm... is horrendous. I mean, can we just can we just say how bad Detroit is? <laughs> Detroit is horrendous, and you know Kirk Cousin. I I, I, think I don't know. I'm going I think, Drew Locke. I think uh, I'm going Drew Locke, but it, because without I'm, without Dalvin Cook, I, I don't know. I'm I'm going. I'm they do have Thielen back. They got Thielen back, and they don't have Dalvin Cook, which means they have to pass and volume. <laughs> just like Winston, volume is going to overcome any like inefficiencies and some poor decision making. They're at home. It's Monday night. Uh, I'm going Kirk Cousins over Drew Locke. You slide in Drew Locke as the number 12 quarterback. So that's our list. Let's quickly move the two defenses now. Um, any no-brainers out there? Denver's a no-brainer. Um, 
Casey's defense is probably a nice one to play. Obviously, you're going to have Baltimore as a must-start as well. You're probably going to want to start Pittsburgh's. You could probably start both Buffalo and New England's. You could start the Jets, too. The Jets are a fine, I mean, against Devlin Hodges. That's yeah. not... That's, a fine That's not one. bad at all. Um, yeah, you, the, outside of the usual suspects, I mean, I, I don't think – I mean, Oakland's D is a sneaky play against the Chargers. The Chargers, for whatever reason, just can't seem to put it together. They've been a mess all year with the fumbling, with Rivers just being really bad this year. So Oakland's D is sneaky. Atlanta's D is sneaky against Jacksonville. I like, Atlanta, Atlanta's, I like Atlanta's D. Like, if you can't get Denver and you can't get um, – I mean, I might even like Atlanta's more than KC's. Not sure, but I do, I do, I do. Yeah, I, I like Atlanta's as well. That's at home against Jacksonville. That's that's got to be up there with one of the best pickups of the week. I, I, I like if you're in a pinch. I think there's a lot of defenses that won't kill you. Like I, I don't think Washington's against the Giants at home. Um, you know, like Miami's defense in Cincinnati is. Are they going to kill you? I think defenses you can start if you, if you had to. If you just need to get some points. Depending on you know what you're, um, so there's a lot there's a lot of good. I mean the the Bills defense is probably fine against New England. Most certainly, uh, you know, and, and like I think, and in one of my leagues, I have I'm doing defense by committee, so I picked up the Seahawks D, and I picked up Minnesota Vikings D, and my what I'm probably going to do with doubt because we can get heavy negatives for defenses. Of- I'm going to wait it out and see what the scoring situation is, see if I need Minnesota. And I think Minnesota's defense is a fine – I I don't think there it'll be as, as bad as you, when you think Green Definitely Bay or Rodgers. Yeah. defense will be fine. Minnesota always plays at home Rodgers really well. I, they, I think, need this, they need this win. They need this win. Um, so I, I like Minnesota's D, but obviously you're starting the usual suspects over them. You're starting the Jets, the Broncos, the Steelers, the Pass. Um, you know, the Niners, I, I think the Niners are going to be fine too. Niners uh, will be fine. Um, I have the Niners and the Broncos and Atlanta to just kind of put that out there, you know, just gobbling them up as, and yeah. just kind of deciding as I go. And I'm probably starting Denver. You know, there's like a little bit of, I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm not like overly concerned with it. I, I, I think Atlanta might have the best upside, out of those, I think Denver's is maybe the safest in terms of like them and San Fran will like do what they need to do. Um, I think Atlanta might have the best upside out of those three, but I'm probably starting Denver. Um, you know, David Blau's thrown five picks in the last three games, and even even Tampa Bay managed to find a way to shut them out like nearly in the first half and get like two picks. So Denver, Denver, Denver's given up. 20 points or more five you know in the, each of the last five teams they played so you need some turnovers and it, you know Detroit is you couldn't ask for a better opponent what worries me is when you pick up a defense purely based on the matchup and the defense isn't very good that's always it's kind of scary because then you see the you know the the bad teams you know the Detroit Lions with Blau is their their quarterback will it, it all depends on the scoring settings too like if you're in there's no margin for error in our scoring settings in our league. You can get negatives, um, but yeah, I think Denver's. I think Denver's a fine play. I just don't think they ha- have the upside that um, a lot of people might think they would. Yep, I completely agree because they're gonna like just gonna allow some yards and some points is just gonna happen. The good thing is you want if you're gonna go and play the matchup, that opponent and that quarterback 
has to be somewhat turnover prone and recently Blau has been. So that's the plus side yep. there. All right, Seth, let's bring it in. Let's wrap it all up with a nice bow as we head into Christmas here. Um, and a, you know, happy holidays. We're probably not going to maybe talk to you guys beforehand. We're not too sure. Wishing you everyone the best finals, but Seth, wrap it up. Some parting words of wisdom. Man, just just have just have fun. I mean, just start whoever you. I mean, start put the best team out there that you can, and don't overthink it. Um, just trust trust in your own decisions, and just have fun with it. And if you hey, if you're in the finals, you're probably getting some money because most every league pays out second place. Um, and this is why fantasy football is so awesome. Weeks like this, when everyone else in your league is sitting home watching, or they're on the golf course, or or whatever they're doing. Um, and you're you're out here playing for a fantasy football title, so um, so make the most of it, and good luck to everybody. All right, I couldn't have said it any better. We are the NFL Talking Heads. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the NFL Talking Heads Fantasy Football Podcast Show. Try saying that three times fast with your hosts Jeff Carrier and Seth Lowe. We'll catch you next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.